but I, I, again, I'm part of the, I guess I was part of the top gun generation. You know, I was, in, I was, you know, in my formative years when, when, uh, goose and maverick were doing their thing so that's kind of where i guess the navy thing came from unfortunately i had at the time really bad eyesight and no aptitude for math so that struck that off the list of things to do in the navy um and so and then i got into you know i got into the the field that i was in which i very much enjoyed um but when when i got out i I knew i wanted to go into law enforcement um and that that's the direction you know my life kind of took me uh, in virginia which was great uh, but I always wanted to be a police officer in the general vicinity, in the general location where I grew up and kind of get back to, to my community here. So that that's what brought me back to uh, Southwest Louisiana. So I got to ask you, since you brought up Top Gun, are you excited sure. for the sequel? Man, I'm 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 uh, I'm ecstatic. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, uh, it's, it's, uh, I'm embarrassingly excited. Hi, my name is Scott Schweitzer and I am the Clydesdale CrossFitter. My friends, Amy Radowski. Charlie Odie and I, we love the sport of CrossFit. We are 40 plus masters athletes who just love to watch the sport and want to let you know what's going on all the way from the open to the sanctionals to the CrossFit games. We also want to give you interviews with athletes, human interest stories, and things that will help you in your daily grind uh, as a CrossFit athlete. We also want to share our own struggles through our workouts, our nutrition plans, all the way to getting healthy and fit uh, for our family and friends. If you like what you hear, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and please consider giving us a five-star rating. And now off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends. Hey everyone, welcome to the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends. My name's Scott Schweitzer. I'm your host and the Clydesdale CrossFitter. This week I'm riding solo because we're bringing you a special interview with Larry Moss, the MC on the floor at the CrossFit Games. Larry's a great guy. Um, He is actually, outside of the CrossFit world, a SWAT commander in Louisiana. He talks to us in this interview about how they use CrossFit as a qualifier to become a member of the SWAT team uh, on on his group down there in Louisiana. They also have their own separate CrossFit gym. Uh, it's a nonprofit. It's kind of close to the public uh, called Breach and Hold. A uh, really cool name for a SWAT team gym. Uh, but yeah, he goes into detail about what they do there. And I hope you enjoy this interview. And we'll catch you after the interview. Hey, Larry, how you doing? I am doing tremendous, guys. How are you doing? We're, we're doing great. We're doing awesome. So excited to have you on the show today. I'm so excited you guys asked, man. Thank you, Scott, so much. I, I really appreciate it. Well, to our listeners out there, if you can't tell that sultry voice, uh, that is one of the MCs for the CrossFit Games. If you've been to any live event, uh, I'm sure you've heard that. So I've I've emceed a few. I've been at a couple. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Larry Larry Moss, he's an MC for CrossFit Games. Uh, he also does some of the sanctionals. Uh, he's yes, also sir. a Lake Charles Police Department member. Yeah, yes, sir. I'm a, I'm a sergeant with the uh, Lake Charles Police Department. Uh, I've been uh, just to cover that side of the house. I've been here for about 17 years. Uh, I worked for a sheriff's department for seven years. Part of that I was in the military. Seven years. Part of that. So I guess service is kind of uh, in, in my in my genes, so to speak. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I am the uh, I, I'm our SWAT coordinator, which means I, I run the day to day business for our SWAT team. Um, 
Um, I'm also our director of recruiting for the police department and I do some public information stuff. So that kind of goes hand in hand with the CrossFit thing. You doing public relations with that voice? I can, I can see that. <laughs> it's great. It's great. You know, it's, it's a double edged sword, man. I mean, I, I, uh, it, I, I think I have, I think I have a decent voice. Uh, I don't think it sounds too terribly bad. Um, I do think, uh, when I'm in the heat of the moment, sometimes I, I you could either be buying a used car possibly at a strip club or it might be a fitness competition. It's kind of hard to tell. So I've been, I've been told all three by very important people at CrossFit. So, <laughs> but either way, they keep, they keep asking me back and I keep saying yes. And I'm, I'm very thankful to still be doing this, at, you know, a few years in. I've been doing it since, uh, uh, my first, uh, regional event back when we had those, uh, was, uh, 2011. So I've been doing it for, you know, about nine years now. And, and you're also a, a Navy guy, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Prior Navy. Uh, I was a weapons technician, which sounds really cool, but I, in a nutshell, I, I kind of babysat bombs, um, really big ones, but I babysat those for, uh, for about seven years. Both at, I was on the USS Lincoln for, for four years. I pre-com, uh, there was an aircraft carrier. I pre-commed her in the yards, took her out of Virginia around to, uh, California, not by myself. There was, you know, 4,999 other people on the boat. Um, and then uh, I was stationed uh, Naval Weapons Station Yorktown for my last uh, my last few years. I got out there and uh, kind of was embedded in the Hampton Roads area for a while. Moved back to Southwest Louisiana, where I am now, um, about 17 years ago, and uh, have been uh, probably one of the best moves I ever made. Very very happy where I'm at. Well, let me thank you for your service and all the, oh, the lines you. that you've yes, done. Yes, thank that. you. Um, oh, I appreciate that. So, have did you always want to be a police officer? Yeah, I'm one of those weird. Well, yes and no. Uh, yes, I always wanted to be a police officer. Uh, but, you know, I was I was part of the I'm an old dude. You know, I'm, I'm in my I'm, I'm in my 50s. It's, it's uh, you see me stumbling over my words trying to say that because it's real. Um, <laughs> well, Scott just turned I'll, 50 recently, so he's, oh, he's just birthday, crossed Scott. that threshold. Yeah, yeah January oh, 1st, hey, I, I hit the 50 mark. Hey, dude, I'm telling you, man, it's just that who knew that whole new. I'm not quite to the lighter weight master's level yet, but I'm, I'm sadly looking forward to that. Right. Um, you know, still a few years down the road. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, so I, I, I'm not not a not a young cat anymore. Um, matter of fact, I turned 52. I'll turn 52. Uh, I do Wadapalooza in a couple of weeks and I'll, I'll turn a uh, 52, uh, on the return trip, uh, from that event. Uh, but I, I, again, I'm part of the, I guess I was part of the top gun generation. You know, I was, in, I was, you know, in my formative years when, when, uh, goose and Maverick were doing their thing. So that's kind of where I guess the Navy thing came from. Unfortunately, I had at the time really bad eyesight and no aptitude for math. So that struck that off the list of things to do in the Navy. Yeah. Um, and so, and then I got into, you know, I got into the, the field that I was in, which I very much enjoyed. Um, yeah, but when, when I got out, I, I knew I wanted to go into law enforcement. Um, and that, that's the direction, you know, my life kind of took me uh, in Virginia, which was great. Uh, but I always wanted to be a police officer in the general vicinity, in the general location where I grew up and kind of get back to, to my community here. So that, that's what brought me back to uh, Southwest Louisiana. So I got to ask you, since you brought up Top Gun, are you excited sure. for the sequel? Man, I'm, 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 uh, I'm ecstatic. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, it's, it's, I'm embarrassingly excited. Uh, when the trailer came out, I'm sending it to all my friends. They're like, yeah, man, that's awesome. Like, you guys don't understand. That was the formative <laughs> movie for my time. And, and guys, you know, folks that are in their, you know, forties and fifties that, you know, that was the jam. That was the movie that, that kind of, you know, there's a lot, a lot of friends my age that that's kind of the movie that got us into, uh, into military service. So I mean, it definitely served a purpose. We'll see. Hopefully it'll be good. Yeah. Uh, we're we're I, actually, we're organizing an outing from our gym to go oh, see that's the awesome. movie. Yeah. Uh, funny, funny side note about that. So I'm coming up on my 20 year, uh, wedding anniversary, but at my anniversary or at our wedding, 
a group of guys um, sang the song that they were all singing in that movie. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was was really that love and feeling. Yeah, that's (laughs) That's, right. That's awesome. That is fantastic. I've only I've seen it done live a couple of times at different bars. You know, when I was in yeah. service, uh, it's definitely it's definitely definitely they did it far better than the movie. Than, than oh, for the, sure. A bunch of drunk sailors do at a bar. So, <laughs> so I got to ask you, how did you? So you always wanted to be a police officer. Um, yes. How did you get into SWAT? Uh, well, that was kind of part and parcel to to the to the so to speak. That I I knew when I came to this again. I worked for the Lake Charles Police Department. We're not a big department. We have a couple of hundred police officers. Uh, and when I started here in 2003, the team wasn't that old. It had only been uh, in place for a little over a year. Uh, but uh, I had a couple of training officers that were attached to the team. Uh, I have a great deal of respect. Matter of fact, you know, uh, one of them's you know a lieutenant in internal affairs now. One's one of the deputy chiefs. Some I mean, they're very, very high caliber folks. Um, and and I I looked up to those guys coming through training and, and just the whole sense of, of SWAT. Uh, being, you know, the, the I, I hasten to use the term best of the best because it's, it's that that's very exclusionary and I don't like doing that. But but it, it, it was just a, a a step up in the volume of training you get, a step up in the volume of equipment you get and a step up in the volume of uh, responsibility you have as a police officer. And that's something I was looking for when I started. Um, so I, I was very, very blessed to get into it. Not quite on the ground floor, but uh, I can definitely say that when I got in, it was for our team. And even in you know, 2003, 2004, it was kind of the old days. Um, we have evolved uh, massively in, in the last you know, 16 or 17 years uh, in, in how we handle situations tactically um, and how we deploy our people and, and the, the, the great care which we take to make sure that you know, not only do our people uh, operate safely and come home safely, but the best we can do to ensure that our, even the suspects we're dealing with also come out of it uh, safely as well. So it's definitely gone through uh, a huge number of changes in, 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 a, in, a, in, a, in a, any number of uh, of areas, whether it's, you know, the tactics we use, the equipment we use, um, just, and honestly, just, I'm, I'm going to brag on our team. And, and this is kind of the connection to CrossFit for our team. Um, as I'm talking to you, I'm actually just outside of our SWAT building, which uh, we also have our vehicle bay as our gym, which our gym is affiliated uh, with oh. CrossFit. It's cross CrossFit breach and hold, uh, which is the, one of the tactics that we use. So that's, that's our, <laughs> that's, awesome. that's our, 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 it's our CrossFit quote unquote, that's our CrossFit gym. Um, and it's open. It's it's a nonprofit open just to our police officers and their families to, or just our police officers to come in. Um, and how that ball got rolling is uh, I don't know if you guys recall a video that came out probably 2013, 2014 uh, from HQ of Santa Monica PD. Yes. Uh, they were doing Murph as yes. their SWAT qualifier. Dave Castro brought uh, some uh, Greg uh, Amundsen and a couple other people down. Uh, Andy Rios, one of the Santa Monica PD SWAT guys, who was also a uh, one of the behind the scenes people at games, uh, was involved. And we saw that video. And I jokingly said, and at this point, I'm not anywhere in a leadership position, really. I'm, I'm like a junior team leader at this point. Uh, or maybe I, I might have been a, a, a team leader, an element leader. And I, I, I jokingly said to our upper echelon in SWAT, I said, hey, man, that's awesome. That's what we ought to do. And we were all doing CrossFit to some extent at that point. They're like, hey, man, make that happen. How do you think we can do that? How do you think we get the guys on board with that? And I'm, uh, it was, that was a daunting task because we have 20 guys. And, and of that, about 50 percent were CrossFit related folks and 50 percent were absolutely not. <laughs> um, and so it was that 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 was our that was kind of a challenge thrown down. So we did a, an 18 month implementation. Uh, where we brought all the guys in and said, hey, we're, we're not going to we've been doing obstacle courses and static runs and, a, you know, a whole bunch of 
other things that actually compounded a lot of injuries uh, and, and and some other issues that we were having where we would have folks uh, inevitably wait until about two weeks before our PT recalls every six months to start working out. And you could really see it in their their performance. Uh, well, we wanted to develop something that really you could not you know, wait till two weeks before to start, you know, working on. So Murph was a, was kind of a, you know, a, 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 almost an insurmountable mountain for, for some of these folks. Um, but we started an 18 month impl- implementation where we went over standards movements. Uh, we brought them on board. We did a quarter Murph. Uh, six months later, we did a half Murph. Then we did a full Murph, uh, no time limit just to get everybody through. And then our last hurdle was to get everybody to do a Murph in under 60 minutes. And uh, we were able to achieve that with even folks that don't CrossFit because they were able to compartmentalize what they were doing. It was stuff that they didn't, they could work on it at home. You know, squats, pull-ups, and push-ups, so you have a pull-up bar, it's something you that you can kind of travel and, and yeah. you know, prepare for. Uh, and that's been, man, that's probably been 2000. We've been doing it for at least five years. Um, I can, and that's, I can, that, I'm sorry. Sorry no, to interrupt. I, I can tell you a story. Um, when I, for my first day of CrossFit, Murph was on the board. And oh, I, wow. And I walked in the gym at 500 pounds. <laughs> oh, my goodness, Scott. And so 18 months later, I finished Murph. RX. Really? So, so it can be Dude, done. That's fantastic. Oh, absolutely. No, no, no weight absolutely. vest. No weight oh, vest. Oh, yeah. And that's the same. Uh, us yeah. too. We don't require guys to wear weight vests. We're not doing it in boots and utes. They can do it in, in their stand, just regular PT gear. You know, something that, that and and now even, even some of our folks that uh, were pretty uh, staunch, staunchly had their feet dug in that this was not going to be a good thing uh, and now embrace it, if nothing more than as a point of pride if they're talking to other agencies in the area that use you know standard pt stuff we even have we have another agency our local sheriff's department uh also very very fit guys super fit guys we compete with them on a, on a pretty regular basis well we'd already done murph so they, they weren't gonna they, we already kind of own that little section of, of crossfit so they do a, a, a very a fight going bad as their their pt qual so i mean we have some we're very lucky in our area we have some pretty fit uh pretty fit tactical operators around so well, that was that was our our connection to it murph is uh actually my favorite workout and i love it so much that i named my dog murph so I love that's it. all I, I, I actually heard you on a podcast where you're one of the podcasts earlier talking about your dog murph and i'm like i know where that came from yeah that's, that's right <laughs> that's right so um i have to i have to call amy out a little bit she is um <laughs> she loves um the the aspect of being a police officer i think she missed oh, cool. her calling she has actually <laughs> done ride-alongs with the columbus police department here in oh, town oh that's fantastic yeah uh and osu police too or not, not yet not I yet not yet yeah so um i'm sure she has some questions oh, for you. i mean i just Shoot. totally geek out by this and I, I actually was thinking about it over this weekend i was like why am i so like into this and then i it dawned on me that duh um my grandfather was a sheriff of, of a small town and so i think i oh, just okay. i was like maybe it's in my dna i'm just fascinated by it but absolutely I, totally yeah totally i can see where that you can see where that come from and i think i'm just so fascinated with human behavior too that i'm just like how does that happen how does somebody choose that that choice and um you know and committing a crime or, or whatnot but do you yeah, have? Uh, I don't know. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say the man that you asked—that's a million-dollar question. I know, you just right? Asked him. <laughs> if we could figure that out, uh, we we would have it. You know, we'd have it licked. Right. So, do you have any cool stories that you are allowed to share? Or... Gosh, see the, the man, you kind of nailed it on the head too. Uh, if if it was just the three of us sitting at a bar, right, you would tell for, me for hours. <laughs> um, but on, on a podcast that that go that goes out to everybody, sure. uh, I have to be very very careful of. of uh, there's there's always something going on. Yeah. Um, 
And I'm trying to think of something. All I can think of is recent things that I truly cannot yeah, talk about. Uh, and actually, one, one of them uh, I, I thought uh, we, we had actually put to bed. And I can talk about this to some extent because this is this has already been uh, litigated uh, for the first time around. Um, we had a and I, and I can I wasn't there. So I guess maybe that's that's one of the reasons this is therapeutic for me to talk about because okay. I was actually at the CrossFit Games when this occurred. Uh, we had an incident. Uh, it's been probably 2000. 2014, 2015, uh, where we had a drive-by shooting uh, situation that had occurred at several of them, and we, our, our investigators were able to determine it was the same individual responsible for all of them, for, for for several drive-by shootings. Um, our team, um, and our team's a little bit different than other teams. Uh, we do a lot of frontline assistance with our investigators. If they're in the field investigating something, uh, and if there has to be some surveillance done. Um, then we, we have uh, we have full time SWAT operators that do that. I mean, we have you know, unmarked, very unmarked vehicles, very civilianized vehicles. Um, and, and some of our guys are very, very steeped at, um, in doing surveillance. Uh, but they were able to locate uh, through a couple different ways uh, the suspect at a motel in a neighboring city. Um, and I got the, I got the call out. I mean, we're we're actually we just wrapped up games. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. We were getting ready for the. Uh, for the after party, I mean, we we're doing stuff and I get the text that, hey, the guys are, you know, we need we need guys, you know, it was basically a SWAT call out, you know, for a warrant service on a hotel. Uh, I'd not sent the you know, boss, hey, man, you guys be careful. I wish I could be there. I hate not being there for it. I'm sure it'll be fine. And that, you know, the, you know my famous last words. Yeah. Um, the guys stepped off. They get to the hotel. Very long story short, they were able to determine he was in the room. And when they made their approach. He opened fire on them from inside oh, the room. Um, so numerous times, um, I saw a picture of the the door where he, you know, he put I think eight to twelve rounds through the door, uh, shooting at them. Rounds going through the door, going into the the, the uh, room across the hallway where there was a family inside. Um, we had perimeter guys on the outside that he was shooting at, um, and so they they they're able to they they kind of due to the tactics we used, they were all in the right place. Nobody was in front of the door. No one got hit, um, and they were able to basically. Excuse me, they were able to basically handle the situation from outside, wait him out, and eventually negotiate him out of the room where he came out and surrendered. Um, well, I get this text with all this information while I'm talking to Dave Castro at the CrossFit Games. And I was, you know, I, I, I hate to swear on your podcast, but I was like, holy shit. And I, I, he's like, what? And I showed him, he's like, whoa, oh, wow. He's that, that's uh, kind of explained the situation going on with him or go, space, is the situation going on to him. Uh, later on, uh, I spoke with uh, Tanya Wagner, who's uh, one of our uh, yeah. kind, been a commentator for years with uh, with HQ, and one of the best human beings on the planet. Um, and, and I can say that because the the, the the story continues. Years later, this finally went to court in 2017, um, and he was convicted of multiple counts of attempted murder of a police officer. Um, and I, I I sent Tanya. The clip or took a snapshot of it and sent it to her because I'd kept she had she had through the years always kept up with me on that particular case because she was standing next to me when I found out right and gave me a, she'd give me a big hug at the game. She's like, I'm so glad you weren't there. I'm so glad you were here. So you were safe. And I'm in my mind, it's 100 percent opposite of that. I <laughs> right. felt you wanted to be guilt and remorse like I'd left my guys down and and just, you know, I wasn't there. So, it, you know, that that's I guess that's one of the stories that resonates with me. And I say that that's um not done yet. We thought it was the conviction happened in 2017. I, I can't remember the, the volume of time he was convicted to, but to serve, but it was, it was enough time that we wouldn't have to, I, I would never encounter him uh, again, probably in my, in this line of work. Uh, but uh, there was a filing recently and it's, it's actually apparently, you know, there were, there were some issues on the 
uh, District Attorney's Park, and apparently he's going to be retried for that. So we were just discussing it here coming up in April. We all get to go through that again. <laughs> so, well, uh, but yeah, that was a, a kind of a harrowing experience from from afar for me. Well, and I can't imagine just the extreme of emotions to be in that position for, you know, to, you to be excited at the CrossFit Games and all this kind of adrenaline rush. And then uh, to also know, like, there was this other place that you, you know, would have normally been um, right. and your team was there. So, man. And, and like, so there's there's a myriad of other stories where, where you know, I mean, I myself and other officer have, have, have in the midst of a manhunt looking for a needle in a haystack of someone who killed a child and we found legitimately and that's one i can't talk about because it hasn't been a litigation yet but um you know we basically found the guy we found that needle in a haystack and were able to arrest him and bring him back from another city uh to to face the courts here but when when something but i guess because i was very hands-on in that situation that doesn't resonate as much at the time that i wasn't there uh that's i guess that's kind of what sticks out wow well mad respect for that yeah oh well thank you and just to lighten the mood a little bit. I, in, sure, in, let, yeah, let's, let's take it up a little bit. And yeah. <laughs> researching uh, you a little bit, I looked at your Facebook page, and mm-hmm. you actually had a Latin phrase listed uh, in your bio. And I'll pr- I'm I, good at butchering um, names of foreign people, so uh, here we go. <laughs> me, uh, so, me too, oddly <laughs> enough. <laughs> so, C. Vis uh, Pacem Parabellum? Man, you are you are so close. That is sickness pacum parabellum, is the uh, is the phrase, and that is uh, r- roughly translated. If you want peace, prepare for war. Um, and that's that's kind of the our that's our motto is you know as as uh, actually that's our the the motto of CrossFit Breach and Hold. Uh, and and on the physical you know kind of on the physical acts uh, the physical side of that as well. If you're going to put your body through something, then you should prepare it accordingly. Um, and, and we kind of, you know, it, it sounds very ominous, but, you know, really even in, in police work, it's not. We actually prepare for, uh, we, we hope for the best, but you have to prepare for the worst. Uh, if not, you wouldn't, you would have departments that would do no firearms training. You would have departments that would do no defensive tactics training, but you have to prepare for those things when it happens. You know, you, know, you and your, you know, now, now that I'm a bit of a supervisor, uh, you, you and your people are ready for it. Because now, now it's not me out there, which is, is man, that's, that's a huge, tough pill to swallow. Um, uh, for the longest time I was the point guy on the team. And so if there was something happening, I was the first dude through the door and I was really good with that. I was first or second through the door. It was, it was myself and another guy that kind of alternated back and forth. And I was great with that. Um, and it was hard as I moved up through the team, um, to a position of authority that I'm, I'm kind of in the rear with the gear now. And it's, that's been a, a more, a much larger adjustment than, you know, kicking doors down. It's, it's kind of a, a weird evolutionary thing. I'm sure that I'm not the first guy to go through that in, in the tactical world. Well, it, that that phrase just resonated with me when I saw it. I looked it up just to see what it meant. Uh, right. So, so you accomplished that with me. Uh, oh, good. And, then, good. and then when I saw that, it was like, man, that really because you're right. In in preparation, you're hoping that your preparation leads to a peaceful ending. Yes. Not not a destructive ending. And so, you know that that was just really cool. And uh, I wanted oh, to bring thank that you. Up. So thank you. I appreciate that. So your your entry into CrossFit. Was that through the SWAT team? Uh, sort of. Um, we and not kind of very indirectly, I guess would be the best way to put it. Uh, we'd been, I've been, we'd been aware of CrossFit since 2008, 2009. Kids kind of seen the website. We looked at the, 
you know, at, again, with with where to, we were in a different time where you didn't have quite the access you have to to, to information as far as videos. We, we watched some videos online and 07, 08, 09. And we're like, what are these thruster things? I don't what is a muscle of what are those girls doing? What is that nasty girl? Work? I don't understand any of this stuff. And we tried a few things ourselves, which is probably the, there was no CrossFit affiliate anywhere around. Uh, in close proximity. Uh, so we, we tried a couple things and we're like, yeah, we probably need to stop doing this before we hurt ourselves. Uh, well, along about 2009, 2010, uh, CrossFit Lake Charles opened, which was the first affiliate here in town. Um, and uh, John Wilson, who was the owner at the time, uh, came to us and said, hey, guys, you know, I, I'm, I'm very pro law enforcement. Uh, I would like to get you guys involved. Uh, made us a, a, a deal we couldn't refuse, you know, 30 days for $30 of CrossFit. Um, so you got your first, basically got your first month for 30 bucks. Uh, and you know, if you get somebody in there for, you know, their first 30 days and, and somebody's serving the Kool-Aid and you have some folks that are thirsty, you're going to drink. And we all did. And we were all hooked after that. So that was kind of our entry into the, the, our, our, per my personal ends to some extent, the departmental entry into CrossFit. Um, and then along about 2000, 2010, 2011, um, I guess it was going to the, the regional city 2011. Uh, we had a, team from our box that was going kind of a very common theme back in those days somebody you know your team was going we were going to support them uh, i was in humble texas i you know i was excited i had a really good friend of mine at the department was was on the team um and uh they had reached they had put out somehow or another that they were looking for an mc and uh my coach at the time said hey are, are you interested in doing this because you you one you don't shut up you really like to talk um you have a pretty good voice and, you know, I'm sure they would they would appreciate it if you volunteered. I'm like, sure. You know, I'd, I'd love to volunteer. I'd love to be part of it. So, I, you know, threw my hat in the ring and um, uh, they were like, yeah, come on down. This would be great. And, and so I, I traveled with the team. I was planning on doing that anyway. We head down there, check in. I get there I, expecting some direction um, and was was kind of given a microphone and a heat sheet and a list of workouts. And they pointed towards the floor, which was outside. It was a basketball court. Uh, outside 108 degree weather. And then I talked about CrossFit for three days by myself. Um, I, I did actually, I lie. I had Melody Crow, um, who was a, a local radio personality, uh, came in and Melody took a couple of heats, uh, which was great, which allowed me, you know, a little bit of latitude. Uh, but it was a baptism under fire of, right. of really getting out there and, and no clue what I, I knew what the movements were, which is what saved me. Um, but really no clue what I was doing, how to organize things. It was very a foreign thing you know, for me at the time, which it kind of was for everybody. Um, I thought I'd done a terrible job. Um, had just, you know, not had, had received some feedback uh, from Dave Castro who had flown out uh, in a helicopter, landed in the field, came over and checked things out. And I never spoke with Dave directly, but, you know, through, through channels, sent some feedback that basically said, man, this guy needs a lot of work. And I'm like, well, I'm sure I do. I, I have no clue what I'm doing. Right. Um, and I thought, well, that's it. You know, I'll, I'll never get to do that again. Uh, I get invited uh, later in the year to a UFC fan expo, also in the Houston area. They were doing a CrossFit throwdown and uh, they needed they needed an MC. And the same folks that had organized regionals were organizing that initially. Uh, that fell through on their end after they'd, they'd asked me to come and I, I volunteered. Um <laughs> And it ended up being Dave Castro and HQ folks that came in. So I worked with I worked with Dave for several days. Uh, and to be honest, I had pretty much the same impression when I got done. I'm like, that's it. I'll never work in this business again. That that's, who. Uh, Dave has a very uh, and, and let me let me preface this by saying I, I like Dave. I've gotten a chance to work with Dave on for years now. Uh, but but Dave definitely has a a vision of what he wants it to be. Um, and just in the initial stages, it, it takes a little while to, 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 to mirror 
you know, yourself to that vision. To, yeah, to meet um, those expectations. To, exactly, to meet those expectations. Uh, and you know, pretty much by the end of the, the, the two-day competition, I was like, man, I'm, I told my wife, I was like, we don't have to worry about going anywhere again because <laughs> that's probably the last event I'm going to do. Uh, and I got called uh, February of 2012 uh, by, by Rory McKernan uh, on the phone uh, to come to Northern California, to Santa Cruz, uh, to CrossFit HQ for a, uh, a media course that they were bringing MCs and, and correspondents to. And I really told me it was full of shit. I don't know who this is or, man, you sound like Rory, but I don't know who's calling me. I was at the gym in the middle. I was about to, we were about to start a class. I was coaching that day. Um, and uh, finally, after a whole lot of conversation, I realized it actually was Rory McKernan. Uh, I got to talk to Tony Budding a little while later. He used to be the, in charge of media. Uh, and they were nice enough to bring me out. And uh, that following year, I did uh, four weeks of regionals. Uh, myself uh, and another, uh, Kiki Dixon and Josh Gallegos, um, and, and did you know regionals and moving into the game. So it was a whole lot. Of, you did a whole lot of work for it. was a whole lot of work spread over a very few uh, people initially. Now we have a lot more MCs involved that are that spread the workload out just a little bit better. But that was my initial uh, thrust into it. And I, it's kind of like I tell people the same thing about police work to some extent that, you know, it, it's all about being in the right place with the right attitude and the right tools to do the right thing. Um, and I, I think that's really just kind of how things fell into place for me for CrossFit. I was in the right place at the right yeah. time with the willingness and the right attitude in front of the right people. I got some support from behind the scenes that people that I that I you know met, especially during that CrossFit throwdown, um, that I'm sure you know spoke, probably said nice things about me uh, back at HQ, and I'm sure that's why. So, uh, do you, you MC? Um, do you MC any other events or sports? I've done uh, I've done some ring announcing uh, for a local uh, uh, company here. Uh, and I've done a couple of things for on the road for ring announcing, which, again, in comparison to CrossFit, it's it's a very small amount of work uh, and a very small amount of time. Because, as you know, CrossFit competitions are generally two or three days long. Right. Uh, so the fights are just a couple of hours. And all I'm just talking, you know, bringing folks in and bringing you know, introducing the, the the fighters and then outroing everything on the backside. And that's it. And honestly, the rest of the, the my 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 bill paying retirement job, uh, my big boy job uh, kind of takes up the rest of my. My, my free time. <laughs> I would imagine so. <laughs> and so um, I've actually worked with Nikki Brazier a lot um, oh. in developing this podcast. And uh -huh. she really talks about the media team as being yes. such a close knit family. Uh, it, can, can you speak absolutely. to that a little bit? Wow, man. I don't even know where to start. Um, she is one of my favorite people. First off. Hi, Nikki, if you're listening. Um, we, we, we have a core group of, of media folks that kind of come from different sides. Um, you, cause you have our, your live event announcers, your MCs, then you have your, your side, your, 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 your media staff, which is, you know, your reporters and your, your, uh, um, commentators. Uh, and then you have the behind the scenes folks. Um, but it is legitimately our media team, which I, we have a couple of big pictures from, from games where we're all together. I mean, the whole staff, you know, dozens of people, uh, and it is most definitely an extended family, but you have your, you have your core group. Like we definitely have our, our MC group, um, and you know, Nikki and then a number of our, 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 uh, commentators that we talk on a regular basis. Um, I, I would say I probably speak to, and, and by speak, I mean, either in a, a group text, um, FaceTime phone call conversation. I speak to Mike Richards. Uh, who's also another MC, uh, firefighter, you know, another, another first responder that's also in the MC game. Um, 
uh, Nikki Brazier, uh, Logan, um, Brenton Rogo. Um, there's just a number of folks, uh, Bill Grundler, Chase Ingram. Uh, those I was texting those guys earlier today. I mean, we have, we're talking about Wadapalooza coming up. So, I mean, it's just a, it is most definitely a family environment. I do it because I, I, I announce because I mean, I love, I love to be out there in front of the crowd talking about CrossFit. I mean, it's kind of, we all do, I think. Right. Um, and, it's, and, you know, I'm not doing, and, and let me, let me encapsulate emceeing for, for, for you guys and the, and the, and the fans out there and the viewers or your listeners. Um, it's, I'm not doing anything different out there. We as an, as a group are not really doing anything different than you probably do to your friends when you're talking about CrossFit. I'm just super lucky that I'm, I'm doing it with like the fittest people on, on the planet <laughs> doing the workout. And I've got a microphone in my hand and I'm just, it's kind of a stream of consciousness. I've had folks ask me all the time, well, do you prepare anything? Some MCs do. Some MCs have uh, things that they like to work into, you know, to what's going on and catch phrases and stuff. I really don't. And I know it's probably because I'm not that smart. Um, because I've tried to do that stuff before and it's not, it just, when I do it, it just doesn't, it never pays off. Like I think it's going to, and I get really disappointed. So when I get out there, I really don't have anything pre- you know, prepared or rehearsed. Uh, I just like to talk about CrossFit. Uh, I like to talk about the action. I try to I do my best to relate it. I, I'm your average CrossFitter. I mean, I've been doing it since 2000. I'm, I'm going on going nine years, going on 10, um, probably 10 years now, probably since 2010. I should be so much fitter than I am. <laughs> I, I think that all the time. I'm not. There's so, I mean, I, in my, now I'm in my fifties. So, you know, probably like you guys, you start realizing like, you know, some of these things, you know, may, may, may never, you know, I'm that, that 225 squat cleans probably not coming anytime soon. Cause anytime I try to do that stuff starts to swell up and hurt. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm just getting old. I'm limping around the next day. I'm like, yeah, I don't think the juice is worth the squeeze. Do I really need to do that? Um, so yeah, as I get a little bit old, longer, farther, longer of tooth, I guess, uh, try to be a little bit more, uh, smart about my workouts. And I'm, I'm totally more. with you on that. You know, yeah. it's, it's all, de- I, I'm working out smarter and at 50 than I was at 45. I, I, I'm, I'm totally with you, Scott. I'm doing the same thing. I, I think I am anyway. Um, and for those exact same reasons, just, just, I, I want to be doing this for a really long time. And, and Bill Grundler, a uh, very good friend of mine. And if you guys are, uh, if, if, if the listeners aren't aware of Bill, uh, Bill is a commentator. He's con- commentated because he actually emceed the games, I believe in 2011 before I came on the scene uh, or 2010, 2011 timeframe. Not, not, he was supposed to be in the booth announcing and he got pulled to the floor because they needed an MC. Um, and, uh, Bill is, is a master's athlete. He's competed at the master's level at the games uh, and just a tremendous, tremendous guy. And uh, Bill does some some specific um, programming, conditioning and uh, and coaching for master's athletes. And uh, his catch is not catchphrase, but one of his the things Bill says with great frequency, um, more is not better. Better is better. Um, and I, I really kind of took that to heart. I've I, I followed his program for a while and it's it's still very legit. Um, legacy programming is the name of it. Um, uh, throwing a plug out there for him, but he's hundred percent right. Maybe the, you know, just kind of backing off some of the, um, the heavier weights and, uh, maybe, maybe quite not as much volume, um, it has been, uh, a, a little bit more longevity for me. Uh, it's great to be able to do that stuff, but I, not be I, able to walk the next day. Yeah. I actually have a really funny Bill Grundler story. Oh, I'm um, all ears. So I, uh, volunteered at the 2014, uh, central East regionals. It was okay. my first time volunteering for anything. I didn't know. I knew who Rich Froning was, and that's probably right. the extent of my CrossFit knowledge. So I'm, uh, 
I'm working the credential table for the media and all those people coming in. And I went to right. lunch and I'm in line with this guy that looks like Wolverine. He's ripped. <laughs> I have no idea who he is. And we're just shooting the breeze back and forth. Um, and we sit down and have lunch together. And here I had to have lunch with Bill Grundler and didn't even know it. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's fa- that is fantastic. That is absolutely fantastic. And, and he looked was, like Wolverine. He <laughs> was awesome. Oh, that uh, he's a, he's a, yeah, absolutely. I mean, so we're very blessed. And again, you know, I, and I listened to the Dell's podcast, uh, your podcast with Nikki. Um, and I think she said it and she's hundred percent right. You just you don't really meet crappy people, um, in this business, uh, which is, I think one of the things that really has drawn me to it because in my regular job, we work, I work with really great people, but sometimes, you know, in my job, you know, regular job, you come in contact with some unsavory folks and, and not with not the best intentions, uh, so it's really awesome to go to an event that I'm quote unquote working uh, where, man, you know, there's ma- there's an enormous amount of competitive energy and competition. There's there's I mean, there's the, all the marbles are on the line, so to speak. You know, those golden tickets to the games are out there. And, you know, it, at the end, these folks are, you know, best friend. They're hugging and hanging on each other and happy for each other. And it's just it's such a really uh, inspiring environment to be to be a part of. And I think that's one of the draws that keeps me, you know, keeps me hoping that I get the the nod to, to, to talk about it in front of folks as an outsider. And I think I said this during the Nikki podcast that, you know, the, not only is everybody so nice, but they're giving, they're giving of their time. Like you, oh, yeah. you giving your time to do this podcast with us, Nikki, when I talked to her, she was giving me tips and tricks and what I can do to expand the podcast. <laughs> you know, she, it's just amazing this whole community and how that supports each other. And that's yep. why, that's what adr- attracts us to the box every day. Right. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's it's the community aspect of things, no doubt, no doubt. Well, Larry, I want to thank you so much for spending some time with us. Um, hey, absolutely. I, I could listen to your voice for for hours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you what, Scott. Any you know, anytime you guys would uh, want to have me back, uh, you know, obviously I have no problem flapping my my lips about CrossFit. Uh, it's kind of what I they kind of what they bring me in to do, and I like talking to it talking about it well i'll tell you um, what if so we ever feel free to ask. run into each other in person i'm gonna have you tell me some stories over some beers so oh there's i have a multitude i'll be more than yes. happy to I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big storyteller so love it. i like it and you're off you're off to Wadapalooza soon my yes sir my next event uh coming down the pike just here in a couple of weeks uh we'll be heading to Wadapalooza. um Again, if you guys get the get ever get the opportunity to make that trip, uh, it is at, they bill it as the Festival of Fitness, and it is just that. Uh, it's beautiful in Miami, um, right Bayfront Park, right on the water. Um, it, you really can't you can't replicate the atmosphere that's there. It really springs up organically, and and it's 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 an amazing time. Usually, I have three events or three three to four different um, floors going at once. Um, so you just, man, any direction you turn, it's all about CrossFit. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah. That, that's the goal next year to be at Wadapalooza. Awesome. Yeah. You guys come are on you, down. Are you doing any other sanctionals throughout the year? Uh, I have granite games coming up. Um, and I think I have a couple of other, uh, feelers out there. Mostly low. I try to stay, you know, I'm, I'm not jet setting like Nikki. Uh, Nikki travels all over the world, you know, she, you know, Hey guys, I'm off to Zurich. I'm like, all right, that's cool. All right, whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I tend to stay in Conus. Uh, it just makes, it just makes it a little bit easier with work, uh, for me. Um, I can take a, you know, I, I work, you know, currently work Monday through Friday, so I can take a Friday and a Monday off, you know, leave Thursday after work if I need to. And I, I don't impact my job, uh, quite as much and it keeps them happy, keeps, you know, the family happy and, and, uh, 
I'm still able to, to, to get to events. Uh, but yeah, most of my stuff is, uh, Grant, let's see, what else do I have? Um, I, I just did the man, what well, we actually met, um, yep. I met you, Scott, at the man classic, which was fantastic. It was an awesome event. Um, first, first time out of the gate, they, 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 man, man, they, they hit a home run. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, Waterpalooza coming up next. Uh, I have a local event, uh, in San Antonio, uh, the Robin Sage event, which is a benefit for the Green Bray Foundation. Um, I also have, uh, any, any details on that? If our listeners want to help contribute to that. I will have to, I will have to get something and send it to you. It's, it's still kind of, I'm still in the fledgling stages. Uh, they, they reached out. I know they, they, they put my bio out, which is awesome. Uh, but I, I don't have any other information on hand for that. I wish I did. Okay. Um, if, you, if you get anything and you send it to me, I'll post totally. it on my social media. Absolutely. Totally. And then I may have for mustard seed coming up, uh, this summer, uh, which is the, uh, the benefit event that, uh, Rich Froning does for the mustard seed ranch, uh, which is a very worthy cause in Cookville. Um, the construction of homes and, and living for, uh, for kids that, uh, um, uh, that needed. Uh, it, it's, it's a really fantastic, uh, event. I've done that for, man, it's probably going on five years, uh, that we've been doing it's generally a one day competition. You're on the floor, you get to compete with, with rich, uh, in, in teams. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Well, if I was on the floor with rich, it wouldn't be a competition. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm that they drew, I believe they drew lots last time at Dan Bailey, rich, and I think Matt Fraser all competed with, uh, oh, with uh, RX level athletes. And I thought that's just not a prize. I'd really want to win. Yeah. I don't, I, <laughs> yeah, there's I don't nothing. I'm that. not going to get any rest. <laughs> yeah. right. I'm going to let you down. Uh, yeah. So I know I'm, I'm with you on that one, but it, it, it's, uh, it's, it was, it's, it, matter, matter of fact, last year we were at CrossFit man for the first time. Uh, so it was very, and, and you were there, they made it far bigger than the, it looks far bigger for an event than, than you, know, you would think looking at it from the outside. And they did a fantastic job. Of setting oh yeah. Up. Oh yeah. Well, again, thank you so much for your time. Um, hopefully, Absolutely. we'll see you on the road sometime this so. uh, this year. I'm I'm hoping to get to the games as well. Maybe even the Grand awesome. Games. Awesome. And thank Fantastic. you so much for all of your service too. Oh, you're absolutely welcome. Thank you guys so much for having me on. And uh, we'll see you next. We'll see you around the way, and uh, talk to you later. All right, brother. Thank you. All right. All right bye. Bye, guys. I really enjoyed that interview. Larry's a great guy. He's one of the like just those good humans that you meet in life and is always uh, trying to help others. Uh, and that fits what he has become uh, in his grown-up life outside of the CrossFit world as being a SWAT commander, just trying to protect uh, the citizens in his, um, in his area of Louisiana. So thank you very much, Larry, for doing that for us. Good luck this week in Miami. And with that, we're going to bid you adieu. This week we're just doing the interview, and uh, we hope you enjoy. And we'll talk to you next time on the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends. Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends. We are available on all major podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Please, if you liked what you just heard, hit that subscribe button and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends.